Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's very special episode, I turn to my co-host and go, do you ever feel not quite fresh down there? Well, hello, gorgeous. Clearly he does. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And if you're wondering who we are and why we have a podcast, then I guess we better get on the episode. Because on today's episode, we're doing a bit of a deep dive on me, so you'll learn why I really don't deserve a podcast, quite <laughs> Ah, that is so very true. The audience will flee after actually getting to meet you. So we are here. So as we speak, I will be on my second week of being in England. Yes. We are going to be doing a next week's episode. Fingers crossed. Don't hold us to this. I'm still sort of 90% Ooh. sure it's going to happen, but we are going to attempt a long distance recording. We're going we're to test it this week. I'm doing a very anti-American thing of doing a two week vacation. Uh, but it's not really a vacation, so... It, the, it's a working trip, it's a working trip. It's a working... Yeah, so for me, I hi, I'm Max, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> I will be going back to England. I will be in England right now for the first time in seven years. We have had quite an interesting journey get me back to England. I emigrated seven years ago, mm. and then we had... Never looked back. Never looked back. We had uh, visas uh, going on, dead by time... Um, we got my visa, um, it got lost in the mail, it was sent to the wrong address, and then they made no. it. Yeah, do you know hear about that? No, you've never told me and that. And I told you it's one. I'll go to. So, yeah, we had a bit of time, we had, uh, visa took a bit longer, and then when we got it, we had to do. Um, let's, let's try and think and start, start the story properly. Yeah, so, obviously, visas are interesting. When we finally got my visa, uh, we were told, uh, went through the interview, the interview went really well, and we were told we were going to get it, and then it never showed. Uh, we'd moved in the meantime but actually told uh, the uh, immigration service that we were moving and uh, we were told by our lawyer that yes sometimes they'll tell you you're getting a visa but they will like drag it out slightly just to make you feel sort of yeah. uh, two friends went through their interviews and got their visas and we're like we don't think this is normal she goes and our lawyer was like well you can do it you, you, I don't like to pester them I said no mm. we, we, we should mm. uh, they said no they've sent it this is the address right, that's our old address <laughs> so my, my green card was sent to the wrong address and is not there anymore so well done on that service and they made us pay for a new one uh, we, had, we had to go through the process we just had to buy a replacement and that was pretty sucky and that basically took all the money that I was going to go back to England on uh, thank you and then by the time we went through the Hubs campaign, that that obviously was very stressful. And then by the time we came out of that, I got my job and then we didn't have any vacation days saved up. And uh, then COVID, COVID happened. happened. So we booked <laughs> up a year after that and then COVID happened. We cancelled. A year into COVID, we were going to look at getting home and then it just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, we wanted a vacation and we are where we are now. So finally, mm. my mum turned to me on our last visit and said, ooh, the coronation and Eurovision were within a week of each other. Ooh. Why didn't you come home for two <clears throat> weeks? And my dad looked at me with a, you're not going to get out of this one this time. So it will be interesting. Mm -hmm. um, I'm catching up with a lot of mates. Uh, not a lot of mates. And So all I ask is give my love to Din and Lynn. I will. I love them it's so gonna much. Be, it's going to be interesting because I don't, I, me and my brother 
don't speak. Well, we won't talk about that on this podcast. Yeah. We won't talk about that. We'll talk about that after. After, but it'll be interesting mm. to see what what. Well, that that's the thing that's that's the most. I think there's, there's so much stress around that for me. Well, you know, I'm gonna talk you into a good place afterwards. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna we'll be, be fine. fine. I just wish we could take weed over. That's all I'm like, and it's not legal in England yet. Is it not? No, it's not. I'm like, damn it. You can't do cannabinoids or no. No, it stops in the past. But hey, I know I know mates to go to. But you have proper poppers over there, like ooh. I know. What the hell? Bring those back little, little presents. But no, I so, had some shipped over. So we are going to be there. That's where we're going to be. So when this comes out, it'll be Wednesday. The Hubs and I will be flying out to, up to Edinburgh. We're going up I to love Edinburgh. Edinburgh for a couple of days. <clears throat> he was like, oh, we should invite your parents. I said, no, I want. I think me and you need... <clears throat> we're going to fly up and do two days and then drive down. And we're going to probably hit Manchester. I was hoping to see one mate and he's busy that night. He's, he sent his apologies. And then... But another friend we're going to see for breakfast on a Saturday morning. Mm. But we'll do Manchester on a Friday night. Probably enough a bit of a giggle. We just need a little bit of... um. You need a break. A vacation within a vacation. No, no, totally. Martha Stewart agrees with that, yes. So are you going to be hiking while you're in Edinburgh? Like, there's a good hike out from Holyrood Palace. I've got to look into it this week. I've Mm. got to do... There's a couple of bits we've got to do. Mm. I hope so. We we, we leave, like, at 6am in the morning. It's, like, quite an early flight. Like, they're they're either early or they're midday. So Mm. we've opted for, like, the later of the earlies. And so we actually will be in Edinburgh by, like, 9.30, 10am. Oh, you could totally hike in that. Yeah, and then we've got a full day the next day, and then we have to leave. Oh, that's two full days. Yeah, Yeah, it's nice. You're you're fine. We've timed it quite nicely, actually. You're absolutely quite fine. Yes, so that's where we'll be. But obviously, we're recording this straight after episode 12. Let's yes. peek behind the curtain there. We're not going to pretend anything. Which means I get to be the questionnaire this time. Not like last time where I was having to answer all the questions when I was, you know, being prosecuted, essentially. Yes, so for those diving in, and we have noticed there's people, people diving in on your episodes. The last time we did a special episode, Daniel was heading off on his cruise. And you're heading off to the UK. Okay, so... We did a deep dive on Daniel and yeah. uh, Daniel. Um, well, we we want to say that we we set some questions. Daniel set some questions, and we and he answered them beautifully, as if he'd written them himself to make sure they were perfect answers. Which I believe you also did for this I episode. Did. <laughs> so you know, we've decided <clears throat> to do that. So what I'm going to do is say, Daniel, can you just top me up with some champers? Oh, I can absolutely top you off with champers. But I do have a question for you. What is my first question? Your first question is, do please tell me about America. Oh God, America. Uh, um, Arkansas. Uh, first, uh, Delaware. What's the first states? I don't know. Uh, New York. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did you really think Kansas was a colony? I said Arkansas. <laughs> well, did you really think Arkansas was no, a colony? No, it wasn't. Oh, okay. Well, um, that is um, a sliver of America. <laughs> and choices at that. So, um, tell me about the real America, dear. The real America. Yes. No No. No puns. No, no, no puns. puns. Oh, and I promise <laughs> that's the last bit of acting we're going to try and do for this session. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I can tell you about the real America. What do you want to know about my opinions of the real America? Well, why don't we start off by letting the listeners know a little bit about you? 
Okay, we get to talk about Max now. Yes, do the DC elevator pitch. Two minutes. There you two go. minutes elevator pitch. Yeah. So no, hi. I I think we we have met many of us, but no, I'm I am I am Max. I am a actual full time media producer. Mm. Don't get to do a lot of this sort of work in my job. Um, I, I was joked this week by um, someone at my job that um, I said I'm running out of creativity and they were like well you, you're creative in your podcast and I'm like ah you know I get to like do it's a different outlet a different outlet I get to like design beer cans our face on it and I don't think that work with my job but no I, I, as I mentioned earlier I'm, in, I'm, I'm obviously not from around here I no. am uh, I've been in America for now seven and a half years as you can tell from my lovely American accent been with my husband for nine years seven years married mm-hmm. and I said full-time media producer um I this is my my dream job I would love to do podcasting for my full-time role but that's right. uh, long-term goals completely obsessed with culture and media I will go into a lot of it in this one but no I have a huge film fan a huge tv fan mm-hmm. but that's me, and I am from a place in South London called Croydon. Mm-hmm. Uh, famously, Adele trained there, and Crystal Palace is our local soccer team. If anyone actually cares on that one, and that's yeah. where they film parts of Ted Lasso. Oh, and the lovely Bet Goldstein comes from the town next to me. But Croydon itself is famous for the cinematographer director David Lean mm-hmm. uh, of Doctor Fargo and uh, Fame. And one of my favourite films. One of my favourite films. Uh, Judy Christie, isn't it, that one? Yes. Like Kira Knightley. Yes. And uh, the other thing that we are most, most famous for is Kate Moss. Ah. And talking about supermodels, Naomi Campbell's mum used to live opposite my parents. Oh. Well. Well. Did you ever walk the catwalk? No, but Valerie was lovely. She was always very, very sweet. Mm, she was good. a very good neighbour mm. to everyone. That's good. That's good. The first um, major category is American culture. So, my dear, please describe American culture to me. What was your impression of it growing up, and uh, what was it uh, been like living it? As those are two different things. Oh yes, no shit. These are questions are real now. So yes, I feel I should start with saying that I, I was always obsessed with American culture. Why? Oh I, yeah, and also just a side note, it feels really weird when you have an American husband that people like look at you like, oh, that's convenient. <laughs> it really was a complete fucking freak mm. that I ended up with an American husband, right? Um, living out here, who constantly wants to get back to Europe. Um, I think that's the way they're most transatlantic couples. Yeah, yes. Um, but no. Uh, so growing up, I I I call myself the Nickelodeon generation. Uh, Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon in England though is very different to Nickelodeon over here. It's the oh. same. It's the same channel, mm-hmm. but they populate it with a lot of different media. So it was a house so. so, sister sister was on Nickelodeon. Yes, yeah, was, was it over here. Yeah, I think we, it, was, it was like after five p.m. Like you had those shows. Yes, so maybe it was yeah. a bit closer. Yeah. So we had actual. We had like localized presenters between stuff. So okay. we had Moon Shu, who were like these two women who were really cool from South London. Mm. Um, that's why I learned the term South London. South. So we had our own like little intertitle bits that were very that. Mm-hmm. But no, there was mm. it. So Nickelodeon was the big channel to watch. Um, I'd always, so I've always been, I loved America. Uh, 
big fan of American TV. Mm-hmm. But no, the Nickelodeons, the kids shows. My mum hated them, us watching them. Really? I just think there was a lot of Americanization of it. And it okay. is a very different way of life. And I think it was seen as like, you become a bit crass if you watch a lot of American TV. Well, the cartoons in the 90s were a bit crass on Nickelodeon. They were. So we weren't <clears throat> ever, we never watched... Ren and Stimpy that was the one we that I think we were we, never allowed to watch that one either. I think I mean oh, sorry oh, ding 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 uh, round two who's <laughs> on to the next round so Ren and Stimpy so I will be let's 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 oh what's that it's the curtains opening curtains Julie open. Andrews has made them into some play playwear I I'm, I was 38 this week yes so Nickelodeon so I would say like I really grew up in the 90s very heavily yeah Oh, the doctor sealed it. It was so adorable. <laughs> um, no, so, like, my first TV shows... I'm probably jumping everywhere, but... So, for no. me, I was probably five years old and the, the power... And the, and the, I want to say Ninja Turtles, but in England they were called Hero Turtles. They had to oh. change the name. Yeah, they oh. changed the name because it was considered too violent. Hmm. So I remember watching. Uh, Wasn't Nin- a problem in America. <laughs> yeah. So Ninja Turtles was a big show. My mum, mum always said that she loved it because um, I'm, a, I'm a twin, and me and my brother used to sit and just be quiet for twenty minutes and she had a cat. She had a cat napped. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> yeah. So I remember that, and like, so pizza was hugely popular at that point. I mean, pizza mm. was big and it was, was it's popular everywhere, but pizza was that was when it became. It culture. was a craze. It was crazy. Kids want to eat pizza. And like. they used to, I don't know if you got because mm. I've heard stuff over here on other podcasts, especially of uh, is doggy tap dancing. Yeah, she is. She's like a the hubs when yeah. when I'm talking, she wants attention. Um, oh, hello, little dog. Um, but they used to used to get used to get hero turtle uh, pizzas. So Friday night was pizza night. Mm-hmm. Mum and dad would do a, they have their big family, their, 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 their adult pizza, no, and me and my brother had little, little smaller pizzas, and there'd be some garlic bread. The personal pizza. And that was fried. So I still love a frozen pizza. Oh, I get it. I love a frozen pizza. I, I, I saw that influence of America coming, is that we were uh, eating these, they were cardboards. They were oh. disgusting, the Ninja Turtle pizza. But it's nostalgia. It's just yeah. that taste. So we had that, and then we watched, we always liked, liked a lot of the American stuff. So we went from Power um, we went from sorry, Ninja Turtles. We did go, I keep saying it Power Rangers. I was a huge, it was, it was X-Men and then it was Power Rangers. Mm. I'm still a Power Rangers fan. I occasionally, I've just started watching Ninja Steel. Netflix cleared the library before I could finish off in space and now Netflix, I'm watching Ninja Steel. So that was it. So we are watching, there was, a, there was British TV. We had, we did have a lot of British TV, but it was so, Desaturated. Mm. Grange Hill was out uh, like Aldi Grassy. Biker Grove was another one. Biker Grove. Um, Don't know that one. That was a that was set in Glasgow. That was a mm. youth club. So Grange Hill was a, set in a high school, and that was like so half of the year. And then mm. the next half would be Biker. American TV was so so bright and colourful. Well, it's all supposed to be in California. California, right? yeah. With sunshine. Sunshine. But it mm. always was. And this is what, even like Clarissa was was that. Oh, yes, Clarissa. So, yes. you know, growing up and uh, I'll jump in and out of this, but we were just, and even my mum, I found out when I, I actually interviewed her for another podcast I'm working on, was a huge I Love Lucy fan. Oh, yes. And I didn't know that. And, and even my mum said, you know, 
she grew up in like she she was a big one of like I don't like you watching too much American TV. Well, you know, not mm. that she was snobby, but she's like that. It's just not our culture. Right. That I. She even said you know, when she grew up, she was a huge fan of the monkeys. You know, her worst mm. childhood trauma. I mean, there's a lot of them. I think. Uh, <laughs> but um, one of them was that granddad decided he she wasn't going to watch the monkeys on a Sunday night, and she had to go to school the next day, and everyone had watched the monkeys. Oh. But she said it just looked so much colourful, and she grew up in post-war. Yeah. Britain, which was not the most colourful, level. and you know, but in America they were going to get soda streams and stuff, and yes. everything just looked way more fun, vibrant, and 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 so I grew up on this this idea of this everyone was just relaxed and chill and you could do stuff and you and driving early we couldn't drive till we were 17 and we couldn't even afford fucking cars, you know. Yeah. So I, America just, I think to chatting through that and coming back for like so much therapy uh-huh. is is just it was every, you know we I, I grew up in a little village in mm. South London mm-hmm. and I lived 10 minutes walk from school we walked home the shopping centre mm. was 20 minutes half an hour on the bus we didn't just pop in on the way home there and hang we just walked home at, and at 3.30 yeah so your your lives just appealed so much, and you had lockers. I have back pain from the. We had to carry all our fucking textbooks. Oh, oh! Let me tell you, lockers are not all they were cracked up to be. So, I, on that note, I think we might move on for a little bit. Um, yes. So, what part of America has not disappointed you? New, so, New York. Fair enough. I, uh, I feel the same way about so, New York. Yeah, State. there's been a lot out here that hasn't disappointed. Um, sadly, I moved out here on. Uh, January uh, 20th, 20th 2016 I was going to say 2016 yeah. yeah and was told by my husband that in a year's time he'd be celebrating the first female president mm. so I did not see the best of America from <clears> very <throat> early on yeah fair enough but no out of all the culture that has not has completely lived up to what I imagined mm-hmm. and we still need to go we, need, we all need to go back to New York more often oh yeah yeah but New York is that is exactly anything's possible it's just the energy like you could mm. blindfold me and drive me into New York and I, I could feel that energy there's a there's a pulse there's, there's a pulse to it yeah. and I think that is and I think I, and it's interesting when I, I was the first out of my immediates to go to New York mm-hmm. uh, two years before I met my husband and the first thing my mum said was yeah like what is it like it, mum it's exactly like you think it's going to yeah. be and I think and she was so relieved because she wanted to go they've been a couple of times since mm-hmm. and she said I just I, I don't know I'd be so of all places so disappointed to know that that for me is it New York is exactly exactly like even now and having been out here and I have a husband from upstate New York but who lived in New York knowing what the realities of it is they are they exist and actually I just think the films don't even cover the realities of New York no no no, no. and I remember we sat there mm. when I, we were on our wedding anniversary last year and we were in there and then we had a brunch and the next and next to us was these two ladies clearly of the uh, the Jewish heritage just chatting to each other and mm. and the husband went quiet for a bit goes I, I just think you just I know you just want to listen to their conversation and mm. they were just it it's was everything you wanted it's yeah. everything it was very mm. only murders it was brilliant mm-hmm so what culture were you most eager to experience? Oh. And have you experienced it, is the question. Yeah, I, 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 I wrote this question like very quickly in designing what am I... It's constant with it. I think, Daniel, you know that 
a lot of it with me comes down to food. Yes. And <laughs> I very much know it comes down to food. And 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 just so for the our, our, our dear listener out there is that I before I, like we were working on this podcast, I this podcast came about because we decided that we both needed an outlet. But I've been working on another one and, and the intention I won't want to say the original intention because I might go back to it. I don't want to give the game away, but we're working on one that explores me and I've done some interviews already mm-hmm. um, and we're editing at the moment about American food culture. And I just... Everyone eats. It's, it's why I love that podcast. The film I love the most, or one of the films I love the most, is Serve... Uh, not oh, Waiting which I showed oh to you. Yes. But it is the idea of the Friday night food culture mm. in, the, in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we never really, in you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go into English culture later, but we never have that eat-out culture in England, especially mm. growing up. You know, we were, like, I, I grew up, um, I said, I'm a, keep saying this, but I'm a twin, which means that my parents had to make a very big decision very early, whether or not their parents both work, and my mum mm. dropped out of work because it was too expensive to put to you know, babies through like care right in that sense so mm. daycare so we never ate out a lot so like that like food culture was always an obsession the idea of regularly mm. going to a restaurant was was crazy we never went to yeah. restaurants on a regular basis mm. though the hubs did he went he did his friday nights in there mm-hmm. and i think that's the thing that i love i do i i i i was so excited to experience was that that eating out culture the food culture of it all mm. um, it, it always comes down to food with me and and in a weird way like what I'm yet to properly experience is I think the suburban the suburban Americano experience yes because you're, you're living here in the heart of DC and you know DC mm. like today I'm, you know we, we went I went over to do the the uh, Friday afternoon shop, which is basically you know three bottles of wine and whatever you set in the morning, <laughs> right? You know, and I don't want to bring like facts and figures into this, but I went to grab some coffee because I accidentally bought the full bean yesterday instead of like the ground bean, and I noticed that the prices have gone up from twelve dollars a bag to fifty uh, seventeen dollars a bag, which is ridiculous, and which is why I drink tea. tea. <laughs> um, but you know, we're going through stuff, and we don't have DC and DC such. I feel bad when people come and visitors come and they go, oh, we'll buy you breakfast. I'm like, you want to check the prices out before you're off to yeah, buy breakfast. Yeah, yeah. So I do, I, I think, yeah, I have gone to the suburbs. I have, like, I've gone to, like, barbecues and stuff. But I've, and, and when we go to Rochester for for the, the, the in-laws, or not the in-laws, we don't see the in-laws, but the in-laws, mm. the, the, um, the hubs' friends, yeah, yeah. is that we do get a little bit more of that suburban experience. Yeah, you absolutely do up there. But, it is that's the one thing I do like, and I do think there's a there's a casual community that I think that I'm yet we we have it a bit in DC, but when you're kind of isolated, you bond, and I think that that's the one I have mm. not got yet. But yeah, I won't. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't know that you will until you're like ingrained within suburbia. Like that's the thing. And, it, and it's not like something like I really like heavily like go like that's my ultimate guy goal in life, mm. and. I'm never going to have the high school American experience. <laughs> no, that ship is sailed, dear. Like, and I think, like, <clears throat> I'd say going, like, we had a, a question which kind of skipped, and I was trying to work out, because I have my notes, what the answer was, was, yeah. like, introductions to, like, the cultures as a, as a, as a kid, 
I remember watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Right, mm, that is yeah. an amazing, amazing film. It I, is. Yeah, I actually need to sit down and probably rewatch it because I think actually, I think the last time I saw it was twenty years ago. Yeah, and and and, and obviously it's a, it's a fantastic film with all the mm. visual effects and the mm. jokes and all that. But the one thing I remember was watching. Cause I think I watched the second one in the cinema, but the first one I was too young for to mm. watch in the cinema. Mm-hmm. And the bit where the mm. the next door neighbors are packing to go camping for the weekend and they mm. have all that food, and we were just kind of like what you know <laughs> and my mum's like yeah the Americans eat a lot <laughs> yes and they're gluttons on weekends and you know and it was like meatloaf 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 you know that sort of thing you know and then there was a there was a line in it where is it I want to say Bri the um, the, the older daughter yeah, the, yeah and she's flirting with the son and yeah. you know, that one and she kind of goes you know, you know if you want to come hang out at the mall I knew what a mall was you know but I was like what do you mean hang out at the mall you just and you're not allowed to loiter in, in shopping centres in England. Oh. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll kick kids out. Oh. Yeah, you shopping. Oh. Yeah. So, mm. and that was the first sort of like, ooh, what's this introduction? And then, you know, stuff like Alex Mack, I used to like, I, I, I think, and oh, I think, Alex I think, gay, I do think as well is like, you know, me and you can do a deep dive, and I think one episode will deep dive on Sabrina, definitely. Yes. But, we will. And I think, I see gay kids do tend to, I think, focus on storylines of special powers Sabrina, Alex Mack X-Men The Outsiders The Outsiders yes definitely The Outsiders and we, and, 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 and we are rewarded with amazing culture but yes. I remember a lot of these like I said like the idea of I had like £1.50 pocket money a week mm. so the idea of people my age going and like being able to buy food because I couldn't afford to go out and buy like a burger, right, you know. Right. I, I adapt for some sweets. But, You'd have to save it up for a couple of weeks. Yeah, oh. um, but also like you can eat and not spoil your dinner because if I did not finish my dinner, you, you, you have held pay. Like, yes. My dad was born nineteen fifty three. That was two years before the end of rationing in England. You know, yeah. I have parents different, who are... Different yeah. mindset. Yeah. So I think that was it. And again, coming back to the freedoms, but no, my instructions would be like, stuff like that would, would have mm. been like Nickelodeon, but Alex Mack especially. I don't know why that always stuck with me. And I still like seeing her. And when she appears and stuff, I'm like, yeah, you're still, you're still working. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So question number six, what is your favorite part of American culture? Food. <laughs> no, uh, no, I... Okay, this is weird for me to say. Um, so I, I'm, I'm married Sad. to a very outgoing American who is the guy... Very outgoing. The guy at the party that will walk up to someone at the drinks table and go, hey, friend, who are you? You know, sort of thing. <laughs> yes. We've um, seen it happen. <laughs> there's multiple aspects of this. I, I do like your food culture, and I think growing up in somewhere where, you know, I, you know this is... As, as, as the hubs and I are on pre-diets you know to get back to England and not look like horrendously like like we come off the um, cruise ship in Wally sort of thing wow thank you cruise ships get brought up the cruise ship in Wally I know but wow um, that just hits home cruise ships uh, but no we're, we're you know I, I do like I do like the I, I think you like politics are just we're going to ignore that but culturally mm. there's a relaxation over I, I I will go into England later, but I do I do like how kind of chill it is. I do sometimes get very frustrated 
like we'll go like it is very communal and especially in DC mm. the gay community is very t- it, it, like everyone yeah. wants to make sure that no one's having a better experience than they are no. and I, I, that pisses me off it's FOMO and yeah it, jealousy jealousy yeah, but worse. no I do I, I like the food I, I do think there is a nicer level of community over here and like, I remember coming out with my parents and we went out I think my mum one day to walk the dog and it was Sunday morning and we a lady was walking past a lady of colour and she was like in thought resplendent the, you know, the, the, the diction definition of resplendent in her Sunday best and she yes. just went good morning and said, oh good morning oh, I said good morning to her and she went oh good morning have a blessed day mm-hmm. and mum's like that's not like you I said no you, you see she's she's here she's going to church she's looking to yeah, be yeah. happy you know she's DC she's um the churches around here aren't the the you know that she, she she just wants to spread some love she just presumes that every white guy she sees is gay you know right. sort of thing Especially um, and I said mum's like that's nice said, no it is there is that so I think that's the thing about the culture I think it's, it's more communal mm. it does tie me a little bit um, it is, yeah it, 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 and I think it ties a lot more people than they say but because you have to be on a little bit more like you, you do but I think it is and I will say the one thing is that um, I got my job in you know my, the order where I work because I helped run my husband's political campaign mm. I did all his graphics and video for him and uh, I, 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 I you didn't know me back then but I was in a really no did I you knew you, you did you knew, knew of, you, yeah, we'd met but yeah, we, had, yeah, we, we were like we were now and <laughs> we're we, not her now <laughs> I was in a really bad place and one of the things was that I was giving I started to give up and they reckoned that yeah, it, I just it, honey, I didn't realize you were in a bad place. Oh no, it was just, I feel bad about that. No, it was just it was we were trying to find work. We could not. I was applying for so many jobs, and they just mm. weren't interested. And my present job found me and said, you know, we want to, we like what mm. you did for this campaign. Come in. And my 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 boss went to me, you know, like who was on your team? And I kind of like muttered and said, oh, there was a big team. And he went, no, really, who was on your team? And I went, it was it, me. just me, me. And he went, I would like to work with you if you can do all this. And I like the fact, I think in England, we're a very, sed- we're very much like, you follow the process. Whereas mm. in America, yeah. I know the joke is what they say, the streets are lined with gold, but you can make yourself. Yes. You you can, you can, um, What what's the term is, um, it, you know, you just imagine yourself in it, and it will come true. Manifest it. So manifest. Uh, oh, yeah. um, well. But um, but I, you know, in the words of the great Frankenfurter, who <laughs> was also an English character, um, don't was. dream it, be it. Um, and I think that's what I do like about American culture is I feel like I was about I was able to build myself into a role, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've got that So shifting gears, we're going to go away from American culture, back to your homeland of the English culture. Questionable. We'll put it that way. Questionable. Yeah. Because I know a little bit about you. So what part of English culture do you miss the most, my dear? What are you, And are you going to rectify that on your trip back? Uh, I miss a lot of the food. Uh, <laughs> shit, I'm, I, I don't like that. I, I, I need this. Max lights food. This is kind of like I just managed to get into a pair of size thirty Levi's. Um, no, um, I oh do. Okay, so I'm gonna spoil your fun. And the next question is like, what part of English culture do I get? Do does America get so wrong? Right. And actually, it's what I miss, and I miss it because you guys get it so wrong is food and humour fair enough so food is 
Okay, our food is not good. What is the joke? We've travelled around the world, we've conquered it all, we use three of their spices. No, fair enough. Uh, but you guys can't get fish and chips right over here. You no. just like you start you just you, you try them too much, you're too greasy and it's yeah. really odd. There's a crispy crunchiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, also other food you just don't know about. Sausages are very processed over here, which is I like the crunchy sausages. Um, actually what's interesting is a guy at work was chatting to and he's like, I'm going to South London I'm going to London in a couple of weeks, never been. I'm a foodie. Have you heard of something like like it's meat pies and mashed potato? And I said, can I ask you what colour is the gravy? And he went, oh, it's actually with it's green. And I went, you're talking about South London pie and mash. Because mm-hmm. how do you said, I'm from South London, that's my mum's mm-hmm. favourite meal. Mm-hmm. And I text mum and I actually responded to the guy mm-hmm. going, go to this place, this place, this place. Mm-hmm. And it's like steamed pies mm-hmm. and mash and like and mm-hmm. parsley, parsley, that. So I think that... the yeah, like I miss a lot of the food. The stuff I miss is the stuff that there's a common misconception about. I'm going to say this the next time I'm in London, I want a list of recommendations of restaurants. There's, to yeah, to and there's, the thing is, that's the other funny thing about me is when people go, "Hey, you know, where do we? Hey, I'm going to London. Where's the best place to stay? You're from London." I went, "My parents' house. You know, <laughs> I don't stay in London. Right. I lived in London. Right, right. But no, like pie and mash is like steamed pies and stuff, and like that will never come over here. Yeah, um, sausage rolls. I've still not tried above grounds, but you know." Here's the thing. As long as I have you, I have no need to yeah. try them. Like, <laughs> uh, I stuff like I can cook. I, I think that's the one thing, like, oddly, is that I've become a better cook because I've had to recreate a lot of my home dishes. And we appreciate that. Appreciate it. And they are good. And, and I think that is the one thing that... So I do think... But I think what America... Like, that's what I miss the most. I think I miss the most is actually is our food is so simple and people take that over here as bland and they overdo it and actually if they took a moment to understand like the complexities mm. and the thing of a sausage roll is I've not met one American that has not had one of my sausage rolls and gone oh this is actually really good <laughs> but in a way that I not that they didn't think I couldn't cook but in a way that I didn't expect food to taste like this right. I'm like, because it's so simple and when we did the hope lunch at work, mm-hmm. people were going either, ooh, what's this? Or, oh, sausage rolls, Max has been cooking. And I really, that was really lovely to hear that I was recognized as the guy that does English food. And I'm like, okay. So based on what you said, you were mentioning food, but yeah. you also said humor. So I'm going to ask you to dive into humor on that one, sir. So again, this is um, like, the next question was really like, what what does America get so wrong? And then they think that we're very um, either really rough as shit or we're really prim and proper. And actually, I know it's not the uh, case for yeah, either. <laughs> yeah. And actually, there's this. I think that what again, in a way, and it, it is these link up so well. Is what America gets wrong is that they think we're really rude. No. And we're not. We're very reserved. Mm-hmm. We are very cautious. Mm-hmm. And. We can be a little bit friendlier. I do. I do think that. I think we could. I mean, Everyone can be friendly. There's a story like, of my my you know my husband when we first dating and he was in England and someone he, he saw a little girl on the tube um, and he went to her. Oh, that you're, you're, that's a very pretty dress. And her mum pulled her in, mm. and it's like that wasn't appropriate you no, know no, no, like no. it was a very pretty dress it was like a little like a little English party dress um, and we can come across as very rude and haughty but 
we're not. It's it's like we're very defensive and we use humorous defense. We're a very naturally funny people. Yes. And I and I didn't appreciate that time moved out here as to just how much of a laugh you can have and how we talk and our cadences and like last week I was at the Hubs was on his way home from New York I was calling my parents he patched in but he was in a car with his workmate mm. and I said you know we'll, we'll patch you in for a bit but then me and mum don't need to have a chat you know and he's like oh I said no it's more like I don't want your workmate to kind of like he doesn't yeah, need to hear our shit yeah. and he goes he's laughing at everything you say it's just the way you are talking at each other and, <laughs> it, and he goes it's just it's funny mm. like and you pick up on it. it's all small we talk a lot of small stuff but we make it big, you know. It's yes. Like, oh, what did she? Oh God, what did that? Uh, uh. It's the Meredith and Mulhall situation. And you know, we don't speak all like this. We don't finish our sentences. No, you just drop it. And 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 and, 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 and the Hubs always said the funniest thing was see when me and my brother were talking back in England when we were talking, we had this conversation, and he goes. The conversation word for word went, you know, oh my god, yeah, have you heard? Yeah, oh, that was about, and what she, oh my god, <laughs> that, and oh yeah, and then that, and that, and oh my god, I can't believe it, I'm so excited by it. And him, and my my brother's wife is, um, she's British, but she's Lebanese British, both went, can someone fucking say what someone's fucking talking about? <laughs> and they went, we just went, Power Rangers together, you know, like that. And that, <laughs> and it just, and, and I think, but no, I do think, naturally and I think if you want to if you want to really properly I think experience British culture mm-hmm. watch RuPaul's Drag Race UK yes I do think you do get that you do you get, get that it. you get that humour yeah. and we do and, 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 the, and the other thing is like my parents will kind of wind the hubs up a bit and they'll, they'll, they'll joke and at one point he was like do they like me and I said they do they wouldn't say this if they didn't love you right they 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 we don't joke unless someone's in on it we don't bully it's just humor you're in the circle we can can british people tone it down yes they can i do think we use humor defensively and it's not healthy Mm. i think we could go in a hannah gadsby sort of moment there with like that but no we do but i always always remember and you know talking about that culture so um i met the hubs in in october I'd flown out to America for two days on a Virgin flight uh, with a, a mate who was an, a steward and I saw him for a couple of days in December. We decided we were going to see how his relationship went and he decided to come to England for Boxing Day the day after Christmas Day. Mm, yes. So my mum went to help me pick him up because I'm not a very good driver. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, American culture I don't get is driving. Max, you're not a good driver. You're also a nervous flight. I'm, never, I'm, yeah. I'm, all, I'm all of those. Yes. So um, we went to pick him up from, from Heathrow and we drove back and he's like, like going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And he was still very American back then. Oddly enough, he's softened. He's kind of like, he's more and more English than I'm American, which is really weird. Um, but um, he gets this little village in South, in South London, and my parents live in a mock Tudor house, and it's like 1930s, so it's like kind of 100 years old. Which I love. It's, it's, it's lovely. Love, it's love style. Love style. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, doing this whole American bit. And he walks into the front door. And he just goes, oh my God, this house is so cute. When did you guys downsize? My dad just walks past and without missing a beat just goes, 1998, hi, insert husband's name here. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and it was just <laughs> that whole thing. And, and he was, just, I was so shocked the whole way through it about 
like the size of stuff and but mm. parents are so quick with that mm. and no we are I think that's the one thing is that it's our humour's tight yeah. I think that's and I do miss the banter and I think I get it I, I'm, I'm very lucky to have a friend like you who is has got an English sensibility about them and a lot of our close people are I try and find banter over bitch and it is yeah. hard and it's ironic that we're doing a podcast with bitch in the title <laughs> right but no so that is it right, yes. but no but British culture is saying I, I definitely think you know people need to try and experience it does come across as brutal but it is very friendly but pub culture is a one definitely go somewhere find a pub don't try and interrupt don't inti- don't inject yourself into people's conversations but go and sit down in a nice pub with a nice pint and maybe if you have an accent they'll notice it and start talking to you and you'll find the way my favorite travel experience in your country was going to a pub in oxford like it was wonderful mm. like that was perfection to experience your country so on to question three for this sub area yeah. <clears throat> what is the biggest difference between english and american culture I think you, you hit on it. But... I have hit on it. I'm going to check my notes quickly, but I think I know what my answer for this because some of these I did have some answers and others I was just like... Let, let, yeah, let. You, you ambled on to this one, maybe, my dear. Um, I think I did actually. No, it, it's you freedoms. I think I think mm. you, you guys have a lot more freedoms as kids. Oh, yes. I, and think, I, and uh, I don't think it's a good thing, necessarily. No, I, I, I have a husband who is amazingly independent but i think there's there's it comes at a cost um yes. but he's been driving he's been driving a long time he he'll just jump in a car and just drive whereas yeah. i'm like oh, i gotta prepare myself for two hours <laughs> he's like mm, gotta get ready for this but no i think the biggest difference is is, is you freedoms so we're gonna move on to more about you my dear you max culture yes. maxi maxi of it all so, question number one, what is culture and how would you describe it? Okay, this was one I was thinking about a lot, but I think I'm a huge culture fan. Uh, culture are... is the undercurrent. Okay. It's, 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 it's the, um, the undercurrent of... It, it's not on the surface. It's, it's a subconscious below. thing. It's Your cult, yeah, it's below. It's what, it's what I think affects you. It is... It's, 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 it's closeted Sabrina fans mm. occasionally doing something with their finger but you do it yes. sometimes it's your subconscious and yeah. I think it is stuff it is that reference it's my mum my mum is a, a Gone with the Wind fan I know it's controversial to say mm. but they, you know, she grew up in the 50s and oh, she loved right. that film and you know it was compared to what, and she knows now that you know stuff and she understands no, I, I yeah. would say she understands. Like, does she understand what she did wrong? No, she she's educated and she 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 gets the context. Context, and now and now she's a kind of a little bit less. You know, she mm-hmm. likes the story, but admits that it's built on the back. There are flaws. She'll still yeah. say fiddly dee about stuff. So culture is your subconscious. It mm-hmm. is going. It, it it's that go to line that how dare you you know from birdcage if you need to or if someone mm. says oh I love that pattern you go who is it two boys playing leapfrog but it is that undercurrent decider of stuff that drives you and it is the culture as a kid and for me it is pizza right I, I think it's beautiful that you use the word undercurrent because it means so much more depth yeah it's, it's not surface it's below no. And it has staying power. 
So, thinking of that with staying power in culture, so your cultural happy place is movies and cinema. I know this for a fact. I know. So, how did this come about, my dear? Like, tell us all. You know, it was silly. I, I remember watching um, Lady and the Tramp uh, as my first film. I was age three at the cinema. Oh, the animated, the animated oh, yeah, one. Yeah, well, so obviously. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, when the Disney's uh, this is this is before Disney Plus for mm-hmm. the 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 younger members. I for the how, Utes, I don't know if we have Utes in the audience, but Utes. no, they used to release. I think it was like once every six months. I yes, think. Yeah. from from the vault. From the vault, we used to open yeah, a Disney yeah. archive, and that doesn't exist anymore. It's all there. <laughs> um, and so we went. So we, I, I said, I keep saying I'm a twin. We had a couple of other twin friends. There was a twins group, Tamba Twins and Autograph Association. Was it a Facebook group? Uh, this is pre Facebook. Uh, 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 ironically, the, the, the logo was two faces apart. But, uh, <laughs> so we had some friends, and and we went with a couple of another set, and they were a little bit younger than us. And well, they were the same school year, but a couple of months. And mum said that they did not settle, but the minute the lights went down, like you and your brother just went so quiet and just sat there through it. And it was... But I could see that with you. And I remember watching movies and, and you know, we VHS is like... My parents were very thrifty in a good way and they would record stuff off the TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, like, Saturday nights were always, we're going to watch a movie. I remember watching the Musketeers movies and and, and, mm. and they keep an eye on what was on TV and record it. And so we didn't own a lot of VHSs. Mm-hmm. Question. Yeah. So here in the States, on Sunday nights on ABC, Disney would always do a film in the already, like, 90s. Did you have that in the UK? No, I... Oddly, what was interesting is I've noticed a lot of your TVs weekday based, whereas like stuff yeah. like um, now is like I expect and stuff happens on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. So there may have been on a Sunday a movie, but like so Sunday on BBC would be like the five thirty. They called it the uh, the Sunday tea time drama, mm-hmm. and it was like the Borrowers. I was like a kids one usually. Mm, yeah. And then it would go into Songs of Praise, which was a religious one, um, which yeah wasn't sat there a little bit and sang along. And then uh, Simpsons was on Sky One six or seven. They did a repeat, and the six thirty was a new one. Um, but then like eight pm was like Badikas Angel or like mm. a, the, the local the, the dramas. So we didn't really have that movie, but Saturday was definitely. It was there was always like like stuff on but mum and dad were like do you want to watch a movie tonight and you know and when we got we we had Sky Mo- so Sky was our cable channel mm-hmm. and it was owned by the Modoc Corporation Ugh. but um, we um, so we had that and we did but we sit and watch a movie and it was nice and and uh, movies were always and then cinema was always a treat mm-hmm. uh, uh, we'd go in 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 the half terms or the holidays. Uh, now my parents go a lot more regularly, but but then you also but also too. also back as a kid that there was only you know kids films were targeted at school yes. vacations they didn't really release Christmas them. and Easter and summer yeah I remember one year actually so it was always on the last day of school they would always show put a film on you know that was mm-hmm. what you take board games <laughs> in and then oh I remember that yeah, too. yeah we yeah. did that and then um, and one year one guy who was always a little bit Mm. special not special um, no he was always a bit up himself and oh. he's he had a pirate copy of Aladdin and oh. the rumour was that he was going to bring it in and like they were going to show it and my parents complained oh. 
Leanne. Because it was so they were like, well, that's going to be our treat for the boys this Christmas. Yeah. So can we not spoil it with a shitty, you know, wobbly VHS version of Aladdin? Mm-hmm. You know, that's like it. Yeah. But no, no, film was always special. And then I got into film uh, a lot later. I, when I was 11, my parents went to see Star Wars for the first time. Uh, and that, that changed my life. <laughs> it really did. Uh, I can attest it changed your it life. It changed my life. And I, I think, but no, I've always loved film. Um, I do. I watch a lot of films now. I, do, I like go to cinema every week to see a cheap night. I'm gutted, actually. I'm, I'm not going to. And Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. It's come out today in England. But not till oh, next week, and no. yeah. So I'll, I, I will get back. I think the hubs will still be in Europe, so I'm gonna get back and watch it solo. But um, no, I love film, and it's always just been. I, actually, I think it's cathartic. It's a ninety-two hours, ninety minutes, two hours. It's a break from life, and it, it has a beginning and an end. And I think yeah. that's the resolution psychologically that you sit there and you. That's why I don't like films like Two Towers. I was frustrated because it had no beginning and end. Mm, fair. And I don't think you had that resolution. Whereas like Star Wars trilogy, each film is a film. It builds to a bigger story. Whereas mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings was very much like a... And The Hobbit, don't even go in The Hobbit. Ooh, we won't go into The Hobbit. So that being said, I, we have a question about this podcast and about you. So what really is your obsession with Coastal Grandmas? Why is that our theme? <laughs> I have loved the idea and I should, I, I, so my, I, I do have a tight answer on this, but I think now is that you don't have the Jolly Widow anymore. In the no. sense of like, I remember my granddad died when I was three years old mm. and my nan was a clean, she's cleaning work, mm-hmm. signing official secrets act, blah, blah, blah. I know that Bletchley Circle yeah she did you know, she, she was you know, she, did she, she work at Bletchley no she worked in an office in London I don't know which one but she did work in a office and she had to find a, you know she was at and I, but my nan had That's his fine. pension and mm-hmm. that. so my nan mm-hmm. I remember being a grandma mm-hmm. and you don't get that as much anymore no you don't no. but the coastal <clears throat> grandmas are always like and I think it comes back to this like American culture because like watching stuff like American Pie and there was always like money for stuff. Um, I think that for me with the Coastal Grandmother dying, key things of it all, as they are these independent women in gorgeous houses, in gorgeous clothes, with no mention of price tags. No. Having lived, None whatsoever. Living a gorgeous retirement based on the proceeds of a very successful creative career. And they're not worried about money. Money is not anywhere in that plot. Powerful. But Diane Keating in Is It Something's Got to Give? Yes. It, the ultimate coastal grandma is a fucking playwright. How many playwrights? N- like. None. None. Like, based, based on Instagram and the ones I follow, none are to that level. Did you ever watch uh, Kirstie Alley's sitcom, Kirsty? Mm, it, like um, it was meant to be a spin off of um, Oil, um, Hot in Cleveland. I know. I know. It was the one where she found out, like, a a time she sent for adoption came back. But she has a housekeeper in it and, like, a chauffeur. And I'm like, and she's meant to be a Broadway actress. I'm like, no Broadway actress can afford this. No, they cannot. Patty Lapone does not have that line. No, Patty Lapone is like in. She's got Marvel money now, though. Because she's doing the new, that that one. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. uh, But no, but I just think that's the thing of the Coastal Grandmas is that it just, it was always that epitome of where does the money come from 
That, it's a bit that like, is a grand question. And it's a bit like now what she never addresses that like in Home Alone, the money between them brothers. Oh. Apart from Frank, Uncle Frank clearly has no money. Right. But like... But the dad, he's paying for Uncle Frank. He's the ultimate kids. daddy. Yes. And in the first one though, he doesn't pay for it. The, the Miles do, right? No. no. The other brother you don't see oh. pays for it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No. So, the whole way through it, there's two out of three successful brothers. Yeah. You know? So, no, I think the curse of grandma for me was always, and that sort of, and watching, so my big film I loved as a kid was A Great Outdoors. Mm. I watched it as a kid. I was going to sit in my gym jams with my mum and dad and mm-hmm. watching it at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But there was this never, like, you get a house, you rent a whole house. We went to the fucking caravan. <laughs> you know? And I just think that, and I think that, and the coastal grandma is that obsession with that, like, suburban Midwestern culture of mm-hmm. just like, where does the fucking money come from? That's what I wanted to know. Okay, so we're going to move on to the lightning round, sponsored by Nancy Meyer's Wine Cellar. (laughs) Yes. So, Max, I'm going to ask you a question, and you've got to give me your answers as quickly as possible. All right, so question number one, your favorite movies. Okay, favorite movies are Hedwig and the Angry Inch. It was my gay cultural awakening. Mm -hmm. The Birdcage, generally my intro to gay culture, but guess what? Still an actually word-perfect, amazing film. Yep. And the film, little known, uh, but inspired the... Uh, show looking weekend uh, absolutely I love weekend so much had me some moments culturally mm. I am going to do this for everyone though a special mention to Star Wars I am a huge 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 Star Wars fan I cannot Empire Strikes Back if you kind of yes, twist my Empire arm Strikes Back, yeah. but yes that's where it lies alright so next question your favourite television okay I put this in quickly but I regretted it because quite frankly there's so much content out there that changes Mm -hmm. it's really hard to pick TV so again people special mention at the moment is Ted Lasso Mm -hmm. I adore it I don't like soccer that much but I'm getting to like it it's not just football football. it's not just the lovely Brett Goldstein just generally it's a good show Mm. but I do have you know I, I think be honest Comfort blankets, American comfort blankets, Will and Grace. I know there's issues with it. Yeah. I'm sorry, but we have been rewatching it and I am still laughing out loud. It's so hilarious. Uh, hilarious. The episode with the police um, sensitivity training one and <laughs> do not take flash photography. I'm sorry. It's so bad. It's good. Yeah. British uh, safety blankets, though, are EastEnders, Gavin and Stacey, and Miranda. Uh, we always know when Max is feeling a bit sad because he watched that. But last night, we all, we did watch the Curry episode of Gavin and Stacey purely because it's great. I fucking love that. All right. Next question Your favorite books? Go. I, sorry, again, books are fucking hard because again, oh, I know. Yeah, I, I get that. It. I totally so, get it. again, special, I would say authors. What do you think my special mention is going to be? Oh, oh, uh, Damar. Um, never mind. Firstly, Murder Club. Oh, fair enough. So, uh, Firstly, Murder Club, I've mentioned multiple times on this, I actually do think. Uh, probably some of the most lovely books. If you want to understand mm. British culture, read the Firstly, Murder Club. Mm. Also, if you want a fucking good mystery, read the Firstly, Murder Club. There's lots of murders, guys. Lots of murders. But also it. just really good mystery. Yes. Yeah. So to go into it, top three again would be 
Um, there's a little known book called Tickle at the Mockingbird. <laughs> um, so um, this may surprise you all. As a kid, I grew up listening to uh, reading Road Dial and Ian mm. Blyton and stuff. And then when in my teenage years, to the deep depths that are Star Wars novelizations. So at age 15, I was told as part of my GCSEs to read Tickle at Mockingbird. And I read one line. Maycomb was an old town, but a new town, a new town, but an old town when I met it. And my life was completely transformed. I'd never experienced culture in that book like that. At some point, I will take you to Monroeville. And I would love it. I really would. I would. I read that book. I was scared. It was kind of a haunting book. I'm sorry, I know it's meant to be a, 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 a lightning round, but I remember being quite. I remember being scared by the book because it mm. was creepy in places. And and we were in a in a in Cornwall in a trailer on a vacation um, mm. in in October and I just it was so dark outside and mm. and the boo radio atmosphere yeah but it, it it helped and it just awakened something in me have you read the sequel Gifts of the Watchmen I started to read it and uh, and I, here's the thing I'm actually going to say you need to finish it yeah I, I actually do appreciate it it is good because that was wasn't originally though it was meant to be one book and they split it yes um, I do want to do a little quick special mention at this point in time so I know it's meant to be lightning rounds huh. okay so I've got two more books to talk about but uh, the teacher sent me that she loved me I think she sensed the Marvel Sparkle um, Bobby Dazzler one Easter they, for our two week Easter vacation they said you need to read pick a book and read and everyone was given a book or you could pick one yourself it was had to be a classic book my mum said you should read the book Rebecca why well because the character in it Maxine the Winter is who you're named after <laughs> I read it so I didn't do it in the two weeks but I did actually manage to finish it and my teacher was obsessed with the fact I was reading Rebecca Every time another teacher walked into the room, she goes, he's reading Rebecca. And I went, ooh. <laughs> um, and it was the first time that I did not, now looking back, recognise it. So that's a special, special mention mm. is that. But his teacher just loved the fact that I embraced, she goes, he just, said to my parents once, he just, every book he embraces. And mm. I'm like, loved it. So, other two books. Yeah, other two books, yes. Um, one is called Men of Tomorrow. It's actually about the, it's a, so the other two books I'm actually, want to talk about are the ones that are they are uh, non-fiction but they are fiction written uh, in fiction style but Men of Tomorrow is about the origins of the superhero comic book characters so it's a very good reflection of New York turn of the century culture and the mm. Jewish community that resulted in people um, needing uh, heroes mm. so uh, Men of Tomorrow is the origins of Superman and later goes into the origins of the Marvel mm-hmm. highly recommend it's a really really, really good book uh-huh. My final book uh, is one of the best books I've ever, 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 ever read. It changed my life. Oh. Easy Riders Raging Bulls. Easy Riders was in the 60s and it was the first of... So basically the studio system was collapsing in America. Mm-hmm. Easy Riders came out and basically launched the indie filmmaking and mm-hmm. it basically disintegrated and became studio again with Star Wars and then Raging Bull came out, mm-hmm. which was the show that there was still that level of creativity it's Peter Biskin's book it's fantastic there's a really good documentary um, HBO did it two parts it's it's just the most perfection love letter to 1970s filmmaking of how Ashby and everyone I chef's kiss to it uh, I just think it's, it's, it's a stunning stunning book and I love it well I feel lacking now so anyways moving on favourite music 
Okay, um, I listen to anything from Nine Inch Nails uh, through to 60s music, through Arcade Fire, but I will give a special mention to Roxette. Ah, uh, there you go, there you go. Done. Thank you, thank you. And your favorite musicals, my dear. Okay, special mention Lloyd Webber. I'm sorry, I'm British. And he's, no, he's, I love, he was I a love, background. I love Webber. I, I still think Webber. Joseph is one of my favorites. I love Cats and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, chess is stunning. Here's I've chess. never seen Chess live. Uh, mm. Yeah, it, I, I missed it. I'm, yeah, I've always found it a little bit too late. I missed it when I did it at the Kennedy. But I did go and see... Tim Rice was in the audience when I saw the cinema showing of the White Album. Yeah. It is stunning. It's so complex. Mm-hmm. It's just that the singing in it, the final twenty minutes, leave you exhausted. Like mm. because it's that much singing. Yeah. Um, Spring Awakening. Ah, uh, Spring Awakening. So yeah. uh, I, I've been a fan of musicals since I was a kid, but I went in and out. I think as a gay kid, sometimes you either embrace or you push away, and I pushed away a bit. Spring Awakening was that first. I I could be corrected on this, but was the first. I think of the new wave of new musicals mm, that I yeah. think started to really engage young people again. I, I feel that's accurate for Spring Awakening. Um, yeah. It lasted two months in England. It got cancelled very quickly. Oh, it yeah. lasted longer here. Yeah, it lasted much, a long time. Much longer here. Um, but no, I do generally think that Spring Awakening hair... Hair yeah. is very underrated. Yes, I love um, hair stories. I love them. I love them But so I love it. So my... my so, but Hair is a, a fantastic musical. It's very old. And I love the fact that I just feel when I, I listen to it, I, I can see the roots and I adore that about it. The but roots what, on the hair? Yeah, no. It's just... <laughs> I just I just think that I, that I don't like a lot of those big musicals where there's like, it's two and a half hours long with five songs. Yeah. Whereas hair's pretty it's much... It's not Camelot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I don't even want to... They're doing a new version. I don't even want to know. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just not interesting. The music, it's not for us. And there's not even good music in it. No. No. So, but the thing with hair... Uh, That's why the Kennedys chose it as their musical. Yeah. The, 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 the thing with hair was that when I first saw it, I managed to get on stage. And the second time uh, they invite you on stage, they, they brought the whole Broadway cast over. And we went to see West End Live, which is a big... Uh, local performance of all the musicals and my mum's like can we go and see hair took mum and then my brother and my sister-in-law wanted to come along and they're like but we're not going to get on stage at the end because we're up in the gods <clears throat> hair comes out uh, uh, it starts and then uh, Sasha Adams who is is it Sasha Adams oh, she comes out is the singer and, and does Age of Aquarius my mum looks to me and my sister-in-law look at me and go we want to get on stage <laughs> exactly so at the end of it in fact did a curtain call I'm like now we go so my brother was up there. He's like, I'm not going to do that. He looked after our stuff. And we were running through. My sister was on his heels. And we're like running through. Ha, ha, ha. We end up outside the theatre at one point. And then we find a hippie. <gasps> and he was like, oh my God, are you guys going to get us on stage? You know. And my mum's there next to the guy playing hard and going, ooh. And there's a folk there. And we're on stage doing, let the sun But it is an amazing show. It's very underrated how dark it goes. But that's it. Yeah. And that's it. That's my deep dive. Well, on that maps, I think we've had a great episode. God, it's I've got to edit this shit now, Brian. Yes, you do, and I think we can say cheers. Cheers and bon voyage, everyone. Bon voyage. You've been listening to Bitches with Beards. I've been Max, and I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.